0: Welcome to Emotional Sobriety.
1: Being mentally healthy does not mean you're not on an emotional roller coaster. It's about being congruent. Yeah. You know, and so I was thinking like, like, so sometimes we really have to adjust our expectations of ourselves when we're talking about going through difficult times. I have a couple of clients in particular going through some real hard times and not surprising to me, but. The idea is a lot of times rather than lowering our expectations to be compassionate with ourselves, we raise our expectations in times of
0: crisis. What you're speaking to lines up with um, something I highlighted in Alan's book, Mm -hmm. getting stuck is our signal that it's time to learn something new. The trouble we are experiencing, wherever it's showing up in our lives, is highlighting the next step in our development, the next step in our emotional maturity, the next step in our recovery. That step is the journey of emotional sobriety. So yeah, and I, I wanted to pick up. You know, I I know our audience. Uh, apparently, Alan got a flood of appreciation and uh, check-ins from people who listened to the episode and were very moved mm-hmm. by it. I thought we blew by a bit quickly um, when you brought up that uh, you'd had kind of a relapse or, or a flare-up of depression. And mm-hmm. my uh, my partner Maddie uh, listened to the episode mm-hmm. and really loved mm-hmm. uh, the bit that you had uh, shared on the episode and like she was just asking because she takes uh medication and she struggles with depression. Like, mm-hmm. what does that mean to, to have a flare up or to have a relapse? And I mean, I just assume that it's um, there are just days when it's just tough to get up. There's days when the pull mm-hmm. of the depression is just more severe than mm-hmm. uh, at, at other times. And yeah, I mean, like I uh, you, you've talked about it before and uh, and I just wanted to know if, is there anything about it this time that's hitting you, differently or like what can you say to kind of a you know illuminate like what that struggle's like for our listeners
1: okay it's like first of all i've never ever heard the term flare-up used with with depression it seems it seems it almost seems uh oxymoronic doesn't it flare uh, flare-up of depression it's like
0: <laughs> yes yeah. it's,
1: it's, like, it's like oh my god it's more it's you know it's more, it's more like a flare down you know it's like i'm just Oh okay, yeah,
0: that's, not, not, okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll but, steal um,
1: out. Well, tell, I'll we'll, we'll tell Maddie, thanks for her concern. I, for, and, and, uh, and, and, uh, I'm, and I've, I'm, I've, uh, been in treatment for depression since, um, um, I think, I think it's six years into my, my sobriety. It's like, uh, it it took me about six years in sobriety to bottom out with my depression. And, uh, and I've been, been medical, medical treatment as well as therapy for that through, through the years since then. And, um, it's, it's the, your question is hard to answer, but it's not because it's, I don't know it. It's, it's hard to describe it. Um, it's, um, First, first of all, it's especially after after you've been in, in recovery and tr- been treated for depression for a long period of time. It it varies. It, it doesn't just pop back in. It's not like a relapse. Like I picked up a drink, you know. It's, it's like it's. It, I mean, it comes back in gradually, and it's one of the reasons that um, uh, it's hard for people to know. You know what's what's what, and I, and I don't even necessarily know. You know, hey, is this just? Is this, just is this possibly a biochemical thing with my, with my brain needing medication change or medication Twitch, or is this just, you know, my thinking not being straight. It's, it's like, I mean, it's, you know, I, do, I take, I take full responsibility for the fact that medication is not, has not been, is not, you know, that puts me, the way I think about it is, it, is it, it puts a floor under me so that, you know, rather than treading water, I can get my feet planted someplace so that I can do the stuff that we talk about in recovery. So that's a little bit harder, but uh but over a period of time, one of the things that that, that shows up a lot and and we're Dee Dee and I are a good example of that. Very often when somebody's treated for depression uh or needs to be treated for depression, the spouses or the partners are the ones who who can really give you more information. You know, what I was doing with my medication was not Doing everything it needed to do. And then when I started talking about that, Didi was Didi said, Yeah, she gave me she gave me some more feedback, and then said said, Yeah, you haven't been you you have been off and, and 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 some of that's just some of that's about being seeming depressed and having no energy and uh sleeping more, things like that. But but other parts of it is is uh unfortunately for the for the partner is is irritability. You know, I mean I always I when I first was treated for depression. You know, I, I remember one of the first lessons I I acknowledged in my, when I began to feel better was nobody in graduate school ever told me that assholeism was a tr- symptom of depression, but it really is. And it's that irritability uh, that trying to keep your attention, you know, out. That's the, my control shit was fueled by that. I just don't want to focus on anything inside. It's an unconscious thing. So Um, yeah, but in, and in this particular case, I'm doing some new, a different kind of treatment for, for the depression. So, um, I think what happened was with some new options that became open, uh, through my, my doctor, see if this makes sense, Patrick, when I describe it, we kind of keep our guard up. We keep our, keep moving. We keep our defenses going. And then when somebody says, Hey, maybe there's, maybe there's something better. There's some hope here that you haven't had before, all of a sudden it. I just, I relax and realize then I just drop back into, I drop further into the depression because all of a sudden I wasn't feeling like I was having to hold everything up. If that makes sense. It was like, I just, you know, I saw, I saw some new hope on the horizon for something better for me. And then I just sort of go, wow. You know? And then I realized, you know, that while I am, I am depressed again. And, uh, and one of the things my doctor said is, is of well, you know, I'm 69 years old. He, he said, one of the things that happens is, is, you know, sometimes we have to change medications as we go along, but sometimes, you know, as you get older, the, med- the depression gets worse, you know? So, so we just have to, we just have to keep, uh, it's just like the psychotherapy part. We, you know, you need, you need, a, if you haven't, if you, if you're treated medically for this, you, you want a doctor who is, is not, uh, I'll use my wife's, um uh, terminology. She she says to her clients, I will work with you, but not on you. And and I think way too often, we have, especially physicians and, and psychiatrists, who will work on us, not with us. And, and so, you need a psychiatrist who's actually uh, is, understands that the feedback system for uh, for psychiatry is, as it should be, with probably everything else, but but more so because you can't just run a little test on us and see what's what the what the, what the tests say. Uh, the feedback system is listening to your, their 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 patient. You know, if 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 my doctor wants to know how, how how the medication is working or how this treatment or that treatment is working, he has to get that information from me. And and if and if if you have a doctor, and I just would say, don't just um, to, to people listening, if you have a doctor you don't think really listens to you very very well, don't you know, don't burn the bridge before before you find another one. But but you know, it, it is you know, if you really feel like somebody's not collaborating with you and not listening to some of the things you're saying, then is you know, it, it can be a hassle, especially when you're feeling depressed. But uh, to shop around a little bit to see if you find somebody who you might might work better with because you do want somebody who's able to to not just because because whether or not depression treatment is working is not an all or none thing either it's not like okay now i'm not depressed it's like no it's we're on a continuum we're moving on all all the while and uh, um and there is such a thing I, I do believe and have, have been there at one point, uh, at least one point. Is there is such a thing as being in remission from depression? But but I think a lot of us who were treated over a long period of time are not. We don't we don't spend our, our lives there. We we're on we're on that continuum, and we may, I think of it more like, and not the, I'm not saying it's the same thing, but it's it's uh, analogous to people who have chronic pain conditions it's like you just have you you adjust your expectations of yourself you get the best treatment you can uh and 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 with the emotional sobriety component what you do is you know you're not sitting around waiting for it to all go away so that you can go about being emotionally sober it's like no our job is our job is to be you know like you know i always say anybody can have a good day on a good day it's like our job is to be with when we're talking about the emotional sobriety. We're, our job is to be the best person we can be, regardless of what else is going on with us. Now, as you and I have talked about before, they expect you know sometimes we we have to adjust. We have to do well. Alan and I talk about this sometimes too. Is is lower the you know the power of lowered expectations? If you're if if you have if if you have less energy if you have less to give then sometimes rather than than expect more of yourself you, you need you can lower your expectations but in my experience with that it, it that doesn't mean i need to lower my expectations in terms of the 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 emphasis on each day be the best version of myself that i can be you know, it's like I don't because I because I do not need and I don't think many people I think anybody who's going on the same path I'm on would agree is that I do not need any kind of a reason or excuse to to be an asshole. I don't need to be I, to mistreat other people, whereas I you know, I can certainly people can say indeed he's done that before say well, it's OK, because I know you're feeling bad. And I appreciate the compassion with that. But my job is to, to remain uh, um respectful and kind you know regardless of how i'm feeling
0: well you know one thing you said i have a couple of reactions to that but one thing you said about um when the medication changed and there was this uh seeping in of new hope about mm-hmm. what you know how you might be mm-hmm. able to um you know expand what's been possible in terms right, of like right. overcoming the depression and that yeah. made things worse uh, in the short yeah. term mm-hmm. um i would not have expected that but i guess it makes sense right because it's almost like you're walking uh you're walking on the tightrope and then you mm-hmm. kind of look down <laughs> while you're yes. while you're walking right and then
1: yeah or I appreciate you saying that because because I because I, I, it's a big deal it is a big deal and it's hard to, and I think it's hard, hard to explain it's um uh and it may be one of those things that, and there are some things about a lot of this stuff but especially with depression that that what I find is that somebody who has depression you can describe something in about three words and and, and they'll the op. You know, you and I've experienced that when we've talked oh, I got that. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And then people who don't have not experienced actual clinical depression, they're not going to understand it. And, that, and that's, that's okay. I mean, they, they don't have, they don't have a basis for experiential empathy. It's like, you know, we can have empathy without having, you know, it's like, I, there are certain, you know, if, I, if I'm talking to a, I work, I I work uh, with, with pregnant moms uh, through, through the years. And it's like, I make it very clear. I do not have experiential empathy with them. It's like, that's, that would be the, that would be the most disrespectful thing for me to, to ever indicate, oh, I know what you're, I know what you're, you're going through, because I don't, It's like, but so then we have empathy that's based on, on basically it's based on intellect. It's it's basically, I'm going to listen to you. It's a value system. I'm going to listen to you and learn about what that must be like for you to go through that so that I can, so that I can have more empathy. For for you and uh, and uh, with depression, it's the same thing. It's like like a lot of times if you don't have it, it's, it's like a lot of times. I'll see couples where one person does have have depression, the other one doesn't, and and the the unrealistic expectation when we talk about emotional sobriety, the unrealistic expectation on the part of the person with depression is that the their partner who does not ha, has not ha experienced it is going to understand it the same at, at any level close to what somebody else is going to understand it. You know, just just like we do as Alcoholics Anonymous and AA and stuff like that. Who's going to Who's gonna understand, you know, what that's like? Uh, you know, the, the spouse who's not an addict or the, the people who are in our meetings. It's like, no, that's, that's what that's for. We, you know, we want people to care about us and have empathy, but we don't, you know, if somebody doesn't experience something, we don't need, that's an unrealistic expectation that you should know what this feels like.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I wonder, does... Does the shame is, are there feelings of shame associated with your depression still after all this time working with it?
1: Yeah, that's a great, that's a good question. And it's, and it's kind of a, um a, a a hopeful thing and a positive thing in my experience. I was, I was talking about that with somebody the other day that, that one of the things that is different um across time from when I was dealing with this, you know, early on years, decades ago from the beginning is that it, and I didn't think of it in just in terms of the, just the word shame, but it it is that, yeah, that, but it is that it's like that. My, I have far less uh, difficulty, far less uh, intrusion from, from self condemning thoughts. Uh, they're, they're still around. I mean, hell, I've, I've, they've been around, I think since I landed on the planet, but it's like, it's, um, uh, it's it's like it is a whole level of the stuff that is that is just simply not there very much and and it, and what it means is I, I basically I have more of a, just an acceptance of this what this is this is not me being a lazy motherfucker this is not me being you know you know I'm a, I'm a failure at recovery I'm a failure at this it's like it's, it's it's just it's depression I know I've I've lived with it I know what it means I, I understand what it is and so like again like the chronic pain condition I go like yeah it sucks that I have this But I'm not, I don't, I I don't lose, because that's what happens in in early phases with with people with this, is we waste so much energy. We only have so much energy at a time, and depression zaps that energy, And, and then we waste what energy we have beating the holy crap out of ourselves you know, for something that we are, in fact, powerless over, you know, it's like we're not powerless over what we can do, how we act and how we what we do about it. We are powerless over about whether if we have it or not, just like I'm, you know, I'm I'm power, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm powerless. Ultimately, it's, it's more than I'm powerless over alcohol. I'm powerless over alcoholism, which means I don't have a choice about whether I have alcoholism. I have it. You know same and i in 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 and there and by the way i just want to make it real clear that there are people who experience depression in different different storylines too is that there everybody doesn't have depression as as, as mine has been where you're basically i'm in mean, treatment for it and recovery from it for forever you know and, and because it's it's not and that's not a that's not a defeatist attitude that's not some people will say oh you're being so negative go like no it's like, like it's just it's just paying attention to what happens if i don't have if i don't have both the medical, medical side of that treated and, and the psychological side, the behavioral side, all that stuff, then, then I'm not doing well. And, and it, and it all fits into the nice, you can take a checklist of depressed, dep- depression, and there, there is what it is, you know, and, and like most of, most people in AA, for instance, that I, I'm, I'm sure that I don't have any way of measuring this or showing this, but it's like, I'm sure that this, this the d- d- depression pre preceded my uh, alcoholism, you know, I think most, most all of us are at least dual diagnosed, don't, I don't, they don't have to be diagnosed, but dual diagnosable, you know, most anxiety or depression or, uh, obsessive compulsive stuff, other, other things that people have that we were we were in fact, you know, medicating with alcohol. And then we we do alcohol, you know, and that's not to say that if I clear up, you know, whatever the 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 catalyst for the the, the drinking was, and then my, my I'm no longer an alcoholic because basically in my case I'm a good example of well I you know I drank I drank enough and went through that whole process enough for my alcoholism to to you know have a have a standing all its own you know it's it's, it's it, it you know my depression could to disappear today and it would not make a difference in whether or not I needed it to, to continue to abstain from alcohol
0: yeah i mean i uh i'm not aware of exactly what my um second diagnosable issue Mm -hmm. is but Mm -hmm. uh it's there and um there was something from when i was very young that drove me to you know um medicate my experience yeah and um you know this recent uh spate of like life changes for us on the podcast and um Mm -hmm. you know um colliding headfirst into, you know, disappointment, life, Life. life, (laughs) calamity. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, I just feel like we're not immune no matter how much we work on ourselves and more, no matter how much we say the words and read the Mm -hmm. books, you know, where there's no way to, there's no insurance, you know, against Mm -hmm. that kind of thing from happening. And yeah, there's no immunity from being a human being and, and having this stuff happen. Um, those expectations do seep in, though, I feel like mm-hmm. um, yeah. it's an, it's inevitable that like we just we want to be fixed. And I think when Alan referred to it as, you know, you're moving towards wholeness. Mm-hmm. You want to just get there, <laughs> or at least yeah. I do. And uh, right. that, that's kind of a futile effort in a way. It's about the mo- it's about motion and it's about momentum towards. But there's no that, that's all we can do is just keep yeah. that momentum
1: having the expectation that that I can't wait till I get to wholeness is like, you know, well, that's stupid. It's like, you know, it's, it's like, that's, that, you know, one are the odd, uh, maybe, maybe it's going to happen for you. We, you know, we can't predict that either, but I would say that would, that's a really bad place to, to, uh, and bad being defined as ineffective way of ex- having an expectation about this. It's like, um, first of all, it's future oriented and everything about what we're talking about, everything about recovery, everything about, about. Uh um, emotional sobriety is about living fully pr- in the present moment which is philosophy even a even sort of a metaphysical aspect of how i i think about things is i think it's about being tuned in and expanding our awareness of our wholeness i think it's about expanding our awareness our wholeness of of, of each of us as individuals but also you span, expand that that awareness of our consciousness is connected to each other as connected to the rest of the the, the planet the the and on and on and on to the universe it's like you know we, we can we can we, we'll have a we'll do a podcast one time and just talk about the things the the things that i have experienced and think that that would make people go like oh my god he's nuts it's like but it's uh no it's just it, so Le- i think levit-
0: levitating and whatnot
1: <laughs> yeah i haven't haven't had that one yet oh wait 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 no no it's not now the fellow named tom campbell wrote a lot of stuff and uh that i've read and, and really like a lot and he he uh he 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 always comes back to the place where he just is is, uh, a champion for saying we all need to be open minded skeptics. And I love the way I love that terminology, the idea that I need to be open because because so often we call ourselves skeptics or people call themselves skeptics and what they really are are cynics. You know, they mean I don't I'm not going to you can't convince me of anything. I like the idea of being an open-minded skeptic, which is, which is I'm open-minded. I am skeptical. So, so unless I have some actual experience with something, I don't really t- take it in as something that is a known for me. You know, I'm, I'm much more focused on what are my knowns than are what are my beliefs? Because the beliefs are a lot of times what people will suggest to you. It's fine to have them, but you choose them and they're, they're still not knowns. And so the things we experience ourselves are knowns and, um, and and those are the things that I, my my experience put me in touch with with that that wholeness. It's like, and I'm not saying I have ever I don't I'm, I've had experiences that I feel like I'm much closer to it, or I have some some um, some pretty awesome experiences with with meditation and some other things uh, that where it's like it's really a wow experience of like wow, there's so much more here, you know, than we know. Um, so anyway. Well, I, um, I went went off on a tangent on that one.
0: Um, I don't know that you did. I mean, I, (laughs) well, that's right. Another part that jumped out at me from, I was just brushing up on some of, uh, 12 essential insights from emotional sobriety this morning. And Mm -hmm. it's the false self grading against the true self. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, I feel like, uh, like a lizard sheds its skin, right? Like mm-hmm. the false self, you know. We 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 replace the uh, former false self with the new false self, which yes. you know, <laughs> which perfect. that perfect. which our inner truth continues to grate against. That's right. And, how uh, do, you, how
1: and do just, you like my new outfit? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And,
0: and, I, and I'm just so uh, grateful for my physical sobriety, and um, I, you know, hope to continue with that one day at a time. But um,
1: you are continuing with I that. Am conti- yes, mm-hmm. I am
0: continuing. Yes, I am um, continuing, and that offers the opportunity for that grading and grinding, and that like, you know, I I have uh, the capacity to be aware of when you know that my true self is not being serviced, mm-hmm. and um, you know, uh, uh, not to tell tales out of school or anything, and we you know can't can't won't go too deep into it without Alan present. But I imagine a divorce or a breakup, you know, separation from somebody, um, that you have such a deep connection to, um, is like, that's the ultimate kind of like, well, there's my former self that is, you know, perishing in a way, the new self being born. And, um, I, uh, I just like, without having been through that, you know, any, anything near on the level of what he's walking through right now. I mean, I, I feel like I've had that, you know, times in my life where, you know, I just, I didn't know who I was anymore because, um, I, I, the way that i had been defining myself was purely through this connection to the other person, through the shared life, uh, with somebody. And, um, I, uh, I don't know. I'm just like, I'm in a little, little less tumultuous of a point in my life, I guess right now. So I still have, you know, the nagging fears and, you know, the, uh, I, I second guess myself quite a bit about like, am I doing this all wrong? You know, mm-hmm. could I be heading for the, the chasm and I'm just not yeah. fully aware of it. I have a little bit of time. I have a little pocket mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. stability. I think it's valuable for us to be doing the show and in touch with, you know, some of these principles at a time when shit's just haywire in a lot of ways. Right.
1: Well, it's a, a couple of things. One, I want to say this to you, but I, but I'm going to say this to you also so so other people listening can do this. It's because I've and I've struggled with this through the years myself. Is is and I think anybody who's aware enough what's going to is. I don't know how to stop the part of our heads that does comparisons, but but it, so I mean that, that I don't work on that. But beware of of buying into comparisons of people's. Uh, um, pain and struggle because because it's it doesn't work that's all i I can say it's like there's always somebody who has something much worse than us it's like you know i mean my my joke about that is to say if you know if we listen to that voice in our head that says that that you know you don't you shouldn't feel this bad about this because so and so has has this so much worse well if you take that to its logical conclusion there's only one guy on the planet who has a right to feel anything and he's the guy who has it the absolute worst you know if 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 the one guy is saying, saying, oh, my, you know, I just, somebody just cut off my right arm. And then the other guy says, well, I lost both of my arms. You go, like, okay, well, you don't have, no longer have a right to feel bad about that. It's like, you know, well, that's bullshit because, and, and I, you know, there's actually a a chapter in Embracing Fear about this that, uh, that I wrote that's, that's about me dealing with, um, having to do that as a therapist, dealing with people who had just horrendous, abusive, traumatic histories and backgrounds and stuff like that. And I'd been at that point and put through a lot of therapy dealing with my dysfunctional uh, uh, upbringing, my dysfunctional family and all this other stuff, but nothing at all like nothing like the, the a lot of the people I was working with. And so I, I was having to find a way to put that into perspective. Why? You know, how do I have a right to have experienced all of these these difficult feelings and and you know deep hurtful things when i have never experienced this other stuff and i tell you what it, it is that i think that i think that's well handled from what i remember in the book but but it's 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 a bizarre experience i had with it because i would have to go back and look at the book to tell you how I actually found some resolution with that. It's like, because I don't even remember what I, what I wrote in the book about it. It was like, it was such a, it was such a, a almost a surreal experience of trying to figure that out. But ultimately I do know the, the, I know, I don't know how, I can't show my work as I'm sitting here talking. Like, like if we're talking about math, I can't show my work, but I can tell you what the answer is. The, the, the answer is don't use comparisons. It's like, it's, you know, everybody's pain is their pain. And it's like, and the, and the pain we experience as human beings is the same pain you know the, you know if I, if if i you know it, 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 it's it's so we need to not what we need to do is not not focus so much on comparing circumstances and we need to listen to people's pain we need to listen to people's feelings we need to listen to our feelings and we need to listen to the needs that are beneath those feelings because because what's happening when we're hurting is our needs are not being met and that's that's what the essence of this is
0: um well if, if for nothing else i think like last week the show served as like a um a reaching out mm-hmm. between us to yeah. um let this pain be heard and mm-hmm. um just kind of a uh, yeah port in the storm
1: well the other the other piece i wanted to say too is is because that you know i know i'm familiar with that and a lot of people know that part that that i hear coming from you sometimes that that's i want to get there you know it's like and i know i know that intellectually you get the journey not a destination it's part of the process and being in the present moment but that you know knowing that stuff intellectually and getting that integrated is is two different things when something you know dire happens in our lives it you know it's it's not, I'm not saying we, I mean, part of the part of what we do is we we take, do what Alan was talking about last time is you you use that as an opportunity to learn more about yourself, take more responsibility for yourself, you know, see what you're missing and all that stuff. But all of that, I mean, and it's, I mean, I almost feel like I almost want to uh, kind of laugh at myself when I say this, because it sounds so corny, but it's like, these things are opportunities for us to do whatever we're going to do next. This is, these are opportunities to learn things. And it's like the harder thing to do is is to see them as opportunities to learn things when they're really serious, bad things like d- dealing with, with a, a traumatic divorce or dealing with a relapse of de- depression, dealing with a diagnosis of cancer or doing, you know, it's, it's like, okay, well, because we, the, the world I grew up in, the way we handled that stuff is, is all of that stuff, um, you know, all those wonderful principles about how to live your life and how to be spiritual and connected and all this stuff work until something bad happens. Mm-hmm. And then, and then it's, and then really without, it's not spoken, but there's a, there's a, there's a stand there that says all bets are off. Then everybody can just act like a fucking whatever they want to do. And it's, it's like every, you know, everybody's supposed to just understand and It's like, that's not what we want. That's not what you want. That's not what I want. I want to know when the bad stuff happens, I'm still stepping up.
0: Yeah. Well, I, man, I, Contrary to what I'm about to say, my dad is a very nice man, but Mm -hmm. the best he had uh, when faced with, Mm -hmm. you know... Depressed people and whatnot. When I was growing up, is you know, get up, you piece of shit. <laughs> that's basically the he sum saying, of Like
1: he was, what he didn't know is he was saying the same thing to us that we were saying to ourselves.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. A, he, he filled I in mean, the blank. Really right right that's
1: there. what we're saying. Just, why does that bother us if somebody has that attitude toward us? It? Well, it's because I have that attitude toward myself. Yeah, it's like he's not. He, that's a good emotional sobriety piece. He's not the one. He's not the one causing the problem. He's simply shining the light on the fact that that there's a part of me that agrees with him.
0: Yeah, you he's know. in collaboration with the uh, scary yeah, voice in yeah, our he's head. he's just he's yeah. just
1: helping out. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, well, and not- people don't, people don't understand that
1: stuff sometimes, and and it's like, and you know, and I mean, we hate uncertainty. This is one of the things I've certainly have learned from working with the fear stuff through the years. We hate uncertainty, and so what our unconscious mind will do is it will land on it will it will take us to a place of certainty. It's like so the easier thing to do is just is just to judge people as lazy pieces of shit rather than actually say. Man, I don't understand anything about that.
0: You know, it's yeah, it, and I have some of the same difficulty, I think, and uh, but i'm I think think I'm much more aware of it than my dad and um, mm. and because I'm in recovery and because of all I've been through, I, I I'm coming to understand the importance of really staying with these things, but it can be just very difficult to stop and slow down and to walk with somebody when they're in these this dark yep painful cave and yeah. um that's that can be what it's like with my with uh, maddie sometimes when she is suffering from depression um mm-hmm. and i used to do the wrong thing which is like well here's a b and c and aren't these lovely uh you know yeah. lovely things that you should focus on to feel better mm-hmm. and um mm-hmm. and you know alan actually uh was a big help to me when he said you know no you have to be with somebody where you know where they're suffering and you need to hear them and uh, and take that in and like. Right. And, well, you know, and, yeah.
1: And man, and I think and, and this is and this is a generalization, but I think it's, it's true in a lot of cases. Our, our gender is, is really not good at, at getting that. That is really doing something powerful to, to listen and to be there and not, you know, because we do have that part of us that says I need you know, it's about our own self-esteem. It's like I want to I want to I want to help. You know, and it's it's like, and and for me, for the longest time, I didn't actually understand at all that I was helping if I was just keeping my mouth shut and listening and being there. We want our spouses to feel better because we, so we'll feel better. That coexists with the fact that we hurt for them. If you haven't read it, one of the things I'm rereading right now is Marshall Rosenberg's A Nonviolent Communication. Uh, if you've never read this book, it is, it, it, I mean, it's about a lot of things, but, but and his work is just damn amazing through the, through what he's done and through the years, but just in terms of what you just described, just in terms of, of the power of, of being there, listening empathically to somebody and understanding their, their needs and their feelings, uh. Uh, in terms of communication he there are he has he's he, he demonstrates and has wonderful stories about about how much how much how powerful that being that way is you could have asked me at early
0: points in my life would you go back would you relive that so you could do it differently mm-hmm. and uh, I do not have that desire anymore <laughs> I don't want to redo any of it and I you know I count my hard knocks as kind of like essential parts of who I am today absolutely and but 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 like that's that's something that certainly changed with me because I you know I saw mistakes that I'd made before as like wow like that really that fucked me up in a way that like I just can't reconcile and um I don't accept it I don't accept that Mm -hmm. you know this path diverged in the woods and um but yeah I I part of what we're doing here I think is just like absorbing all that
1: well, we have we have we have Nathaniel Brandon, uh, uh, and 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 uh, our version of Nathaniel Brandon is Roger Andes, and we we have him. I do. I think you get this too. It's like I mean, my God, how it's it's been a, a whole different level of appreciation for what acceptance is. It's like about that, the idea, cause that's what you're describing. I accept this, you know, it's like, I didn't re- couldn't reconcile. It's like, well, nobody's asking you if you can reconcile, you, you either accept it or you don't, it's like, it's like, this is what it was. And I, and I'd love that it's, I don't know how to explain it. It's bizarre because if I tell about how I hurt people in the past, you say, well, if you, if you, if we could take you back, would you, would you, could you, would you like to go back and change that? And I go like, no. It's like oh, whether well, you, you you're okay, you know. It's like I don't. That's how I got here, you know. That's that's what I that's what I. Oh, my my old thought is just this is how I got here. It's like if I if I went back and and did everything right in my first marriage. Uh, you know, you know what I, what I think about that it just goes back into more metaphysical thinking then that's, that's a parallel life that's going on someplace else, man. It's like, like, I, I hope they're happy. Yeah. You know? Good for that. I hope I did a lot better at that, that night. And, uh, yeah. And, 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 and I hope that's good, but that's not this life. And this life is, is where it is. And this is my job. My job is to be a good human being now.
0: So many times when we talk, Tom, and, and you're walking me through these things, I just think you must be a really good therapist. Well, thank you. I hope I mean, so. People going to therapy are in some form of distress. That's why they've come. Mm-hmm. You're the right person to talk to, um, <laughs> to get into a space where, you know, where you feel safe and you can kind of walk through some of this really tough stuff. You mentioned you have the two therapy rooms uh, mm-hmm. where you're at. Does that mm-hmm. mean you're doing in-person and not just Zooms?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, no, I've been, I've been back at the office. Uh, while, while we were doing the renovation on the, on the office, uh, there was, there was one room in the front of the, the, the office suite that my my partner had, I was there with my partner for 28 years and uh he he and i were our office spouses for that long and uh but he had, he's retired and so that his room was just a storage space but but when we had the flood damage um that was the only room that wasn't wasn't touched so i moved uh, I, I I always need motivation to get things done so i cleared that room out and made that the therapy room and now we, we've I've spread out through the whole suite and it's it's uh yeah and it's it's, it's oh it's in it, and it's been inspiring too to to uh to to redo my 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 therapy room my main therapy room that i've been, that I've been in for over 30 years it's like um and and uh so it's it's uh I don't know. It's just it's a lot of fun. I, I love working with I I'm I'm really good. I love doing this the remote stuff. I and I and I was doing remote stuff before the pandemic a lot because of my books, because I would I would hear from a lot of a lot of work I do with, would be with people who were readers of my books and who contacted me about some stuff in the books and wanted to, to work through some stuff. And so but uh, I love the fact that the, that everybody now is 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 cool with doing remote sessions when when that's that's the best way to do it. And so I like the, I like the mix of it. So it's, but I love, yeah. the, I love that. And I, you know, and I love, I love, uh, I haven't done, I haven't done them in a long time, but I love doing group therapy and, and uh, doing the new, new office. I even think, man, maybe I should go back to doing groups. Cause they're, they're, they're fun. But I tell you the other piece about that, that is, that is, dis- that is disappointing is now I'm because of because of the, the, the online stuff, it's like, our, our, our reach is so much broader. It's like, when I think about putting together a group, I mean, most of, so, so sick, you know, think about eight people I want to put, put in a group, four of them don't even live, you know, in the United States. And one of them lives, you know, in, in Europe, it's like, it's like, it's, it's like, it's like, I, you know, it, it seems it's weird that you go like, Oh man, we just got to work out of just this Nashville area.
0: So. Yeah. Well, I just made guy from south africa and one of my other groups and uh i thought that was so cool um you know it was late at night for us for us california people but Mm -hmm. for him it was like early in the morning and Mm -hmm. uh yeah i would have not come by this opportunity were it not for uh, a horrible pandemic so
1: (laughs) yeah Yeah, it's uh, the the uh the upside it's it's um Yeah. I I mean, I, 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 I'm doing, I am actually doing one group online now. It's like, I'm doing a zoom group, uh, uh, meets once. a. we don't meet every week. We meet once a month. And, uh, so I'm, it's also getting me fired up about groups. So anybody, if anybody listening is interested in doing some online groups or something like that, let me know. I'm, I'm, I'm open to it these days.
0: All right. Well, we'll, uh, we might get that ball rolling and I might be participating too. So. All right. um, Come on, come on, come on, even Patrick. (laughs) <laughs> well uh it's just uh our time away is kind of like deep my appreciation for our ability to be able to do this and uh to share this kind of stuff with our audience and we hope to keep it coming and um next week we should have alan berger with us again so uh we can all look forward to that
1: absolutely happy memorial day you? you too change your life change your myth Cultivate your narrative with whomever you're with Then with glass and hand and children
0: on one knee.
1: Bring some stories, bring your stories back to me It ain't a crime
0: to be a human
1: Never be ashamed to be yourself Rest assured that whatever you're doing like nobody else so here's to us my old friends until it's time to drink the wine and break the bread again with glass in hand and children on me bring some stories bring your stories back to me